Okay, so this week we are diving into a classic sci-fi uh, noir film, futuristic noir film, a film that was uh, not received as well upon release, but has since become a classic and influenced numerous, numerous films and other media uh, in the past, gosh, 30 years. Um, a film that again, the theatrical release was not the director's vision, so we have numerous versions. Um, and a film that has spawned a sequel, which we'll discuss next week, but a film that explores what it means to be human um, and a uh, dystopian future, which for us is actually the past now, because we'll get to that. Uh, I, of course, am talking about Ridley Scott's classic Blade Runner. Um, and I'll leave it at that. We have a lot to discuss, Zach. Well, Hunter, we have a lot to discuss, Hunter. Yeah. But, but I need to ask you the question, which is, but is Blade Runner good? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Yeah. But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hello, Zach. Hello, Hunter. How are you today? I'm I'm good. I'm good. Um, well, here I I always mess this up. Anyway, welcome to Buzz It Good Podcast. I'm your host Hunter Callahan, <laughs> and I'm your host Zach Olson. And we're talking about a movie today, but first we want to see how each other are. How are you, yes, Hunter? I'm I'm all right. I'm good. Like as a whole, life is good. I as we discussed last week, because we recorded like last Tuesday, I started kind of coming down with something, right? You know? Yeah. And as a whole, I've stayed relatively well, but I lost my voice and my throat has been kind of sore. Well, it's mm-hmm. felt swollen. And then this morning I woke up and it's really sore. But I lost my voice on the way back from Canada. And it's just not coming back. So I'm probably going to go to the doctor tomorrow because I'm tired of this. <laughs> altitude altitude can, can really exacerbate uh, any sort of yeah. illness that you're going through. I remember we went to, sorry, short, short no, side you're tangent. Fine. You're fine. Uh, <laughs> I played in Carnegie Hall. <laughs> oh, wow. In, in, in New York City when I was uh, like six string cello. <laughs> and um still counts but when we were on the way our our like star violinist uh Carly Ryder you remember Carly yeah 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 i remember her she, she had like a like an ear infection i think or like she had something going on like some inner ear thing we took off and about 10 minutes into the flight her fucking eardrum burst <laughs> oh my god man yeah, uh, yeah 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 she that sounds awful so she was able to play. Um, I don't think she had as much fun in New York City as, as the rest of us did. When when Ethan, Tyler, and I uh, took <laughs> our like solemn picture looking at the like uh, uh, John Lennon mural. Good times. <laughs> well, you know, flying like you gotta pop your ears. So like, ooh, man, that sounds yeah, yeah. awful. That sounds yeah, awful. Yeah. It was, but it was really. So it was anyways, really, go on. Yeah. All the, all that to say that uh, it makes sense that you lost your voice coming back because it's like when you when you. It's like the pressure change can just like 
It was so strange because, like, <laughs> I, don't know. I was, I was, I guess I was fighting it beforehand, but I, like, well, one, it was a lot colder in Toronto. It wasn't cold, but it was much colder than it was here in Atlanta. And it was really funny because, which we've discussed this, I, I've pretty much given up soda, but I'll have a Sprite on a plane sometimes because sometimes just like the, it's almost like a ginger ale to me. Like, you know, it kind of s- soothes a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so they came by, and I was about to order a Sprite. And the plane's kind of loud, you know. But I went to order, and I was just like, Sprite. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, what happened? Oh, no. And then, yeah, since then, it, like, it's, I've been drinking tea today to try and get my voice back a little bit, because it's just like nothing, man. It's been really tough. But overall, I'm good. How are you? Real quick. Sorry. I, I went on longer I'm, than I should have. I'm good. Uh... I'm getting over, I mean, I'm over COVID. I just can't do things. So, like, I'm not sick, but, like, if I try to move, I get tired. Um, but I'm other than that, I'm good. So I've just been hanging out at home watching football. I hope you don't have, have long COVID. Well, I think, I thought I did. Um, and maybe hasn't I been do. Long enough. Hasn't been long enough to have long COVID yet, has it? Sure. No, because uh, I've officially tested, what was that, like, two weeks ago, three weeks yeah. ago? So it's been less than a month, right? Um, I'm just been tired. Now I did lose my taste, and it's back. Like I can taste everything. I can taste those sublime donuts. That's good. Ugh. Nice. Oh, they're so Ugh. good. They're so good. Um. Anyways. Oh, I have to tell you. Sorry, I gotta tell you. Last little tangent. I had probably. Oh gosh, they might be the best donuts I ever had. So I was not in Charlotte. Than, not better than the sublime. Hold on, I was in Charlotte, North Carolina, about a uh-huh. month ago. And I saw, you know, Christine, Christine, uh, yeah. her, her, her new last name is like, uh, I think Wisnan or something like that. Um, anyway, I saw her and her wife, Cassie, we had, we had dinner together and I was talking about donuts cause I went and got a couple at this place and they're like, no, you have to go to, it's called like duck donuts or something like that. Something, so something kind of lame, honestly. So I had a little extra time <laughs> after the show and I went and their cake donuts made to order, served hot. So I got like a vanilla with sprinkles, a like chocolate peanut butter, and then like a salted carrot, no, salted maple. Mm-hmm. And they gave me an Oreo one for free. And so I got them, because that was like the first time. So I got them, and they're hot, and the icing is like melting. And yeah. I ate all four within like 10 minutes, and I felt awful afterwards, but they were some of the sure. best donuts I've ever had. So... I mean that sounds really good because they'd be hot. It's like it's like getting a hot and ready Krispy Kreme, but yeah. but Sublime. We can just talk about this for an hour if you want. That's fine. Uh, They're so good. I love Sublime. <laughs> so Sublime. So that place did cake donuts, and like Krispy yes. Kreme does like yeast donuts, but Sublime does both. Like you can. Yeah. Like I got a dozen. It was like a pre-assorted dozen. Yeah. And some of them are like this like dense cake. Ugh, it's so good. And then some are the like yeast yeast style donut. And yeah, so see, like, I, I it hits think both. I think I've learned that I I think I like a like a cake donut more. I think I like a denser donut. They're more indulgent for sure. Yeah, I think the best donut I've ever had, I don't know. I was in Austin last year and I actually what it was that we were supposed to record virtually mm-hmm. like remotely and you couldn't or whatever. So I just had an I had like a free night and so I just wandered to this donut place and got a bunch of donuts and they were cake donuts and that was like oh, 
I remember you. I was like, I'm so sorry that I can't record tonight. I would think I was sick. I don't know. And yeah. you were like, it's fine. I'm eating donuts. And I was like, okay, <laughs> he's yeah. good. It's he's good. Eating donuts. I got, those were so good. Ever since then, whenever I record, no, because of that trip, whenever I travel, I always try and find donuts because they're so good. Yeah. Anyway, Blade Runner. Talk about Blade Runner. Yeah. Um, oh, last housekeeping thing. I messed up. I made a boo boo. Um, the creator doesn't come out in time for us to do it in September. <laughs> Okay. So that's my fault. I apologize, everybody. It'll be, we'll do that episode. It'll be October 1st. So we're going to do it the last, it comes out the last weekend in September. So October 1st, we're going to release the creator. But on the 25th, I believe that's the date, um, the 25th of September, which will be after, so we're going to do Blade Runner, we're going to do 2049, and then that last Monday in September, we're going to do another mystery episode. And this time, we're going to switch the roles. So you'll watch mm-hmm. a movie, and I will not, and then I'll try and guess it. Yeah? Is that cool? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool right. with me. My bad. I apologize. I saw a trailer for it the other day, and it said 29th, and I was like, oh, shit. Uh, maybe we got tickets to the early access, like the early screening. Maybe we should have just, just run with that. That's, that's what I thought was going on. I thought you had gotten us tickets. I'm sorry. I didn't so let I'm, you I'm double disappointed. I know. I know. I told you that we'd never come back from this. You're lucky that I don't retire you, replicant. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, Blade Runner, let's do it. Um, Zach, you can go first. I would like to hear your first thoughts. And what version did you watch? And was it your first time seeing it? I don't think it was. Uh, And then just thoughts, yeah. Uh, this was not my first time seeing it. The first time I watched it was the theatrical release. So the this really was weird, different. Like voiceover? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this this was different. There were some, some differences. But I can't really... It's been a while since I've seen it, so I'm not sure if there's things that I just don't remember or if this is like, oh, yeah, 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 this was added. There's at least one scene that I'm pretty sure that, that was added. Anyways, this is a weird movie, and I love it. Like, it's just... It's, it's weird. Um... <laughs> that's that is my first impression nice uh, I love it. it is it is uh and but then it hits you right at the end like something happens right at the end there's like this uh monologue that like the first time mm. i watched it and every time i watch it i'm just like shit oh shit you know um so i, I mean there's not much more i can say without giving spoilers other than uh everyone involved in the film did a really great job i think like the 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 uh, set design and just like the world is fascinating. I think the music slaps. It's it's like this mixture of like uh, like futuristic, but then it's got that like uh, noir like you know like yeah yeah thing going on. And I I I I like it. I think everyone everyone did a, a wonderful job, um, and it was cool to watch. It's cool to see these movies uh, re-released in the director's like full vision of like this is what I wanted to to release uh, release the air cut and that's where I'll leave it. Shots fired. Um, <laughs> I actually would like to see the air cut, but it sounds like we will. But who knows when? Anyway, um, yeah, I <coughs> um, I love this movie. And what's funny is that when I think when I first watched it, it's been a while. 
maybe like a handful of years, maybe five, uh, probably like five or six years. Yeah, like five or six years um, or more. And when I first watched it, I was like, yeah, I get it. I get why it's so good and like influential. But I was like, yeah, okay. But this watch, I was like, this is a great movie. This is like such a, it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched the final cut. I actually did some research on the original cut and I don't think I've ever actually seen it. Cause really? I saw some, I saw some clips from it that include like the now infamous, like Harrison Ford voiceovers parts. No, I definitely watched that cut the first time yes, because I remember that like sticking out yeah. like a sore thumb, you know? Um, and I was like, I've never actually, I don't think I've ever, I've ever actually seen that version. So I think I only saw, yeah, because the Final Cut came out like 2011 or something like that, 2009 or something like that. Okay. And I saw it after that. So I think I've only seen the Final Cut. Um, but I think it's just great. I th- I think it is so weird. The world is so strange. I think you're spot on by just saying it's a weird movie. I love the fact that it's the past now for us. It's 2019. Mm-hmm. Sim- semi-spoiler, sorry. Um, <gasps> I know. Uh, but I love the, like, retro-futuristic tech. You know what I mean? Like, obviously something went horribly wrong in this timeline, and the world is just, like, a mess. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it poses so many interesting questions, and I think it's another Harrison Ford classic, and I, I just, you know... I think visually it's groundbreaking, but also just the emotion behind it really actually is unexpected, and I think it's really, really great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's really, really great. Um, <coughs> and that's, I'll leave it at that for now. Time to move on. All right. Yeah. So Let me get uh, my timer. Yeah, get your t- timer while I prepare people. Uh, strap in. Mm-hmm. Because spoilers are ahead, and this roller coaster goes to 10. So, strap in. What? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I was like, you know, like you turn up the volume on an amp. I yep. guess I could have said 11. This one goes to 11. Okay, here we go. Movie in a minute. I've got 60 seconds to talk about this movie. No He's more, got no less. 60 seconds to talk about this movie. He's gonna talk about this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Movie. Yeah. I gotta bring it back home. 60 seconds to talk about this movie. Yeah. Perfect. Now, Amazing. You, now you can do it. All right, this is uh, Hunter is doing Blade Runner movie in a minute. Here we go. <coughs> All right, I'm I'm done. In three, two, one, go. Okay, we're in LA in the year of 2019. Uh, there's been a third world war. The world's kind of falling apart, but it's actually it's a future. It's like LA looks like this megalopolis. This this is dark and rainy. There's like radiation fallout. Something happened. You know, the world fell apart. Anyway, there's replicants. They're androids, but they look like humans in every way. They kind of are humans, but they're quote-unquote not humans. Uh, A few of them have escaped, and Blade Runners are cops who go track them down. So Deckard, which is Harrison Ford, is sent to go track down four replicants. He goes and he finds uh, uh, the first one, Leon, I think is his name. And no, I don't know. He finds 
Uh, I forgot which order he finds him, but he finds him. He kills three of them. He falls in love with this girl who actually is a replicant. And then he fights this other guy who's blonde. I forgot his name. He's like the main replicant. And uh, he learns throughout his arc that replicants actually have emotions, maybe a soul. And he has to figure out who's really more human, him or the replicant at the end. That was awful. But I don't no, that was, that was pretty good. You got hung up on the setting. And you also said, okay, it's 2019. And then just like looked at the camera for a second like you were proud of yourself. So you lost like three seconds there. Well, I also forgot the order in which he finds... He finds... Uh, the, uh, is there a name for the, the, the replicant with the snake, the snake stripper? <laughs> yes. Okay, so it, it is... She's the first one to die? She's the first one to die. And then That's like as they're like, as they're like dragging her body off of the asphalt... Uh, uh, that's when then, Leon, then Le- Leon shows up. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. Because Rachel kills Leon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whatever, we can run with it. That's fine. Um, I meant to mention earlier on in, in the intro and stuff that this movie is based off of uh, a book by uh, Mr. Dick. That's a Philip truth. K. That's Philip K. Dick. He's written... Uh, I mean, like, all of his stuff has been turned into films. It's ridiculous. Like, Man in the High Tower, Total Recall. Um, but he wrote a book called Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? And have you read actually, it? I want to. I was just thinking about that earlier. I would actually like to read it, and I never have. It's not that long. It's, like, 200 pages, maybe. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a pretty quick read. I've, I've heard that it's pretty different than the movie, but it's, it was the basis for this. And then yeah. I also heard that the term Blade Runner came from something else that like Warner Brothers owned the rights to and that he just thought it sounded cool. It was another franchise or story in which uh, it was somebody who smuggled surgery tools. Interesting. Blade Runner. Anyway. Um, yeah, so this happens in 2019. Right. So, four years ago for us, luckily we didn't end up in this timeline. But at least but they still have Coca-Cola and Cuisinart. Did you notice the, they the product do, placement? And, and they have Atari. You're right. They do have Atari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Budweiser. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it was funny, the, the f- product, pl- because that's like a brand saying, like, not only are we going to place our products in this, but we're saying that we're in it for the long haul, which... yeah. All, well, Atari's not around, are they? They don't make things I mean, anymore. technically, I think they exist, but not substantially, no. Okay, okay. But the rest of them... I was watching the movie, saw Cuisinart, and then looked over and I was like, hot damn, I have a Cuisinart. <laughs> they were right. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I will say, I do think that it does play into the story, though. Like, the... You know what I mean? Like, just the, the bombarding of constant media. Mm-hmm. That's accurate, you know? Um, and there's like the because that's prevalent in in the new one too. It's all those like the whole billboard type stuff. Um, so yes, I think it is placement, but I think it actually they used it well, and it kind of makes sense. It uh, to me paints this this picture of this society that's like so. I don't know, like they're almost they're more of the androids, you know, just kind of being told what to consume and X, Y, and Z, you know? Right. Um, but anyway, we even, like, I love the beginning of this movie 
um, the long drawn shot of LA, you know, the fires coming up and then there's like that all seeing eye keeps popping up. And then you have those like giant Mayan-esque pyramids in the background, which is the Tyrell Corp and stuff. Right. Um, and it just paints this like hellscape, you know? Like, yeah, there's also the, the thing that stuck out to me. Yeah, there's like the Panopticon Eye and and the uh, 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 all the fires and shit. It is the fact that there's no fucking sky. Like even yeah, <laughs> even even when the sun's out, there's just no like uh, uh, clarity. It's just like smog yeah. and and yeah. it's it's gross. And it it's never really talked about, but it, <coughs> I think in the book it's more explicit as far as like there was a third world war. And there was, like, a cataclysmic event that, like, changed everything. Uh, whether that be, like, nuclear fallout, blocked out the sun, yada, 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 whatever. You can say what you want. There are folks like J.F. Sebastian who he has a condition that's, like, a mutation. He's aging fast. So maybe that's a theory that could lead towards, like, nuclear radiation, that kind of stuff. But um, I was listening to this thing, and I saw this really interesting kind of comparison where it was like you see this giant cityscape this megalopolis of this huge city and it's kind of shown that we've just kind of kept building we built up and built on top of yada 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 mm-hmm. and in theory it should be team and it is teeming with life it's full of people but when you see it it feels like a wasteland you know what but i mean all, yeah but also there's entire uh, presumably, the building that we were in, that uh, Seb- J.F. Sebastian lives in. Oh right? yeah, true. Yeah, um, it's empty. It, well, it and it looks like it's like from a different generation. Like yeah, you know, maybe yeah. It's like rotting. Uh, 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 what the fuck's his name? Excuse my language. Who? Deckard. Mm-hmm. Deckard is is literally able to just like crawl through the ceiling and just like peel away yeah, the the that's roof. That's a good point. That's a good point. Any, yeah. Anyways, we don't need to get into all that. But yeah, it's 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 grody. LA. Yeah. I just think it's such a cool kind of. It's such a cool setting because it's like mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I <clears throat> people laugh because there's movies now from the eighties and stuff that have gone to the future like back to the future and it's like 2015 and it's like whoa and it's like we're in 2023 there's nothing's like that but I think it's an interesting choice when you take the quote unquote the future and you're like it sucks you know what I'm saying like it's not some perfect crazy high tech like there's technology but it's like like look at what's come of us you know what I'm saying like look at what's right. happened um, right anyway we we see the opening scroll sorry let me get my charger we see the opening. And we're, oh, Siri, shut up. Go away. What'd you say? I was just singing to fill space because oh. you were getting your charger. <laughs> um, but even in the opening crawl, we kind of get this this pointed sentence of replicants and it says they're near copies of humans. And it says they're killed, whatever. And it says this is called retirement, not execution. Mm-hmm. So we already have this pointing of like, oh, they're not really people. So before you even say anything, they're not really living. Right. Um, anyway, we can jump in. I know that was just all, that was like the, all the opening 
cold open, but we get to Leon and a Blade Runner who sucks at his job. Yeah. Um, well, how does he suck? He's he's performing the test. What do you want him to do? Well, well, actually, that's fair because Deckard kind of sucks at his job too. Actually, how how so? Why are he you gets, throwing shade at all the Blade Runners? He gets the shit kicked out of him like fifty times. Okay. He's well, dead to rights more than once. He's dead to rights uh, mm, twice, I would say, throughout the entire yeah. film. He because he he kills two of the four. Mm-hmm. The two other ones had him like they could have killed him. Okay. Leon was about to until he got shot in the back. Well, of the but head. but but Leon got shot in the back of the head. I was gonna say that Pris could have killed him, and I don't know why she didn't, because she had him like in a headlock and she was like pulling on his nostrils. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the main guy whose name is escaping me, Roy. Roy. Roy, Roy could have ended his life at multiple junctions, but Roy seemed like he was just sort of like there for the chase. Like he was like, I'm an I'm an android or I'm a I'm a, a replicant. I'm gonna die. Let's just have some fun and like howl like a wolf and then I'm gonna die and let this dove go. There's the ending, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we and that's something that, that I wanna talk a lot about so we can get there. But, yeah. Um what do you think of Deckard? Like just as a character? It's it's an interesting like why is so let me answer that question by talking about something else in the movie. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 J.F. Sebastian is on Earth. He's a like a geneticist or whatever. He like mm-hmm. creates the genetics for the the replicants. And uh, I think it's Roy asks him like, "Why are you still? Why are you stuck on Earth?" Or maybe it's Pris. Maybe Pris asks him, "Why are yep. you stuck on Earth?" And he talks about his condition. Um, and that makes, that highlights two things. One, like only the like discarded people (laughs) are Mm -hmm. stuck on earth. So two, going off of that, what the hell's wrong with Deckard? Why is Deckard on earth? I guess is like the main question that I have. (coughs) Well, it's funny because later on in the movie, well not, it's earlier after he gets quote unquote arrested Mm -hmm. and goes, talks to his boss or whatever. We find out a couple of things. One, the boss says, like, if you're not cop, you're, you're little people. So we say, sure. like, basically, if you're on Earth and you're not a cop, then you're, like, an outcast. But if you're a cop, then you're an authority figure or something. Right. But we also find out that Deckard apparently quit, right? He did. He did quit. So Presumably after another job that almost took his life or something, I would, yeah. I would assume. And he doesn't want this one. You know, right. he's like, I don't want to do this. Um, and I have, I've, I've heard a theory about this. If you want to talk about it now, we can. I was going to save this question to later. Um, but throughout this film, there is a question, or the question becomes apparent, of whether or not Deckard is a replicant or a human. Okay. Um, I know my opinion, but... There's a theory that the him being on Earth in the first place is proof of him being a replicant. And the fact that he's like, oh, I quit the force, blah, 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 could all be 
an implanted memory to give him some sort of motive or a belief as to why he's there in the first place. You know what I'm saying? So you think that even though replicants are outlawed to the point where even though uh, uh, Rachel is like not um, violent, you know, like not 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 a threat, she's still going to be chased her entire life until she just dies of natural causes. You think in that world they like the police force has one, and it's Deckard. Well, yeah, I, I don't. I think okay. he's human. I think he's human. Well, let's play devil's advocate here. Um, it also, when he goes to Tyrell Corp, and Tyrell is like super interested in him and like really wants to sit down and have a conversation with him. Uh, that backs up the theory that he's a he's a replicant because he's like, how do you figure this out? Interesting. That's so interesting. You know. Yeah. Uh, also, we wouldn't we have seen his uh, his cat eyes? <laughs> his, his, you know. When, well, when I the, actually the, think the light hits him. Yeah, and there's theories like his dreaming of the unicorn, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I think the fact, the simple fact that he just gets the shit kicked out of him by all the replicants is proof enough because they're all super strong. Sure. That, he's, that like, he's a replicant? No, that that's proof to me that he is not a replicant because if he was, wouldn't he be like at their level to some degree? See, I would almost say the opposite uh, where like Leon punches through like a thick metal plate and yeah. then punches him. So... He's not as strong as a thick metal plate. Wouldn't Leon's fist have just gone straight through him? You're but right. that's a good point. Good point. We know he's human because they have a four-year lifespan, and he's in the sequel. <laughs> yes, but also, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But also, Rachel didn't have an expiration date, and I can't remember from the sequel how long she ended up living. She didn't have an expiration date. What do you mean? No, yeah, she was like, uh, I thought that was said in the really shitty of, like voiceover in the theatrical cut where she apparently didn't have a four-year lifespan. Um, I think that's mentioned in the movie. I think it is. Like, she's like an experiment. Yes. Or so I think that's it. Like, they give her, they gave her memories. And well, sure. To, to ease... I can't to remember. Ease so what 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 Tyrell was talking about with that? I'm Google it. Keep talking. Yeah, what Tyrell was talking about with that was, um, you know, when they become self-aware and they realize that they're uh, a replicant, they freak the fuck out because they start to realize that they don't have any memories. It's like it's like when you're in a dream and you realize, uh, how did how the fuck did I get here? Oh shit, yeah. I'm in a dream. That doesn't happen, but like we think that it could. So when, but so they they basically implant them with memories so that it's harder for them to become self-aware that they are replicants. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. that was the ex- that was the experiment that she was given a childhood. I don't think. I mean, maybe maybe she didn't have an expiration date, but I don't remember that being mentioned in this cut of the film. This the says. Final cut. Um, Tyrell also gave her an open-ended lifespan with no set expiration date. Interesting. But I'm seeing some out saying that uh, Tyrell told Deckard that she had a three-year lifespan. Yeah. I th- yeah. I thought her lifespan was shorter. And 
when she asks him like straight up, like you've seen my file, what's my lifespan? And he like turns away real quick because he doesn't want to tell her because it would suck if she knew. <laughs> I thought that was the thing going on in the movie, right? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here we go. This person I said, that's not true. He said, the only time Rachel's lifespan is brought up is in the voiceover on the theatrical cut when Deckard says she has no exhibition date at all. Okay, so, so that was added. Final cut. That was added by like a producer. Yeah, true, fair. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? But in the in in the, in the final cut of the film, it's not mentioned that she doesn't have a, 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 a lifespan. So it would be assumed that it's the same as all the rest yeah, of them. Yeah, that's fair. Um. Anyway, I'm not sure where we're going with this, but uh, I think Deckard's interesting because he's kind of portrayed like. And maybe this is not very subtle, but like he's kind of the android. You know what I mean? Like he's this sort of non emotive, just following his orders. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I, I think when he kills, what's her name? The first girl. What is her name? Is it Zora? Mm, probably. Yes. I'm pretty sure it is. When when he kills the first replicant with the snake, which she's she's one her back's turned to him, and she's unarmed, mind you, she's very strong because she's a replicant. But he shoots her in the back like twice, three times. <laughs> no one even bats an eye. Did you? I know, <laughs> I did notice that. And uh, when she dies, it cuts to like slow motion and like it's really dramatic and theatrical death that you would think is given to a person that we're, like, going to be devastated that they just died. Like, it's like a hero's death. I think it's interesting that that's given to the replicant when it's Deckard who's doing the killing. You know what I mean? So it's, like, it's almost, like, painted like he's, like, this not-so-great dude. Because he's Mm -hmm. not, really, at first. Um, I think it's interesting. Like, he's kind of the... Like, he... He ends up portraying all the things that the replicants are supposed to be, like non-empathetic, no emotion, that kind of thing. I think it's fascinating. It is fascinating. Um, What do you think... um, Shit, where do we go from here? I want to talk about so many things, but they're all like kind of near the end. We can keep going. I mean, that's fine, whatever. Hmm. Because we meet... Tyrell and Deckard, I mean, and uh, Rachel. Right. Um, they do the um, the test. Yeah, the test. I can't remember uh, the name of it. It's called, like, I can't remember. Um, I thought I, I almost had it, but I forgot what it's called. No. Um, the test is interesting because... Uh, I was going to say, what do you think of the giving memories? Because that comes back into play later in the sequel, like the whole memories of stuff. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What would what would your reaction be, like genuinely, if you like had all these memories and then realized that they were all fake and you were a robot? Um, do I have emotion, or am I just like computing? Beep. Well, well, I think at this point you would have to have emotion if we're as so advanced we're giving you memories. 
Okay. Uh, I'd probably go on a, a rampage. But specifically towards my creator, not just like out in the street. Mm-hmm. Um, I would find my creator and I would crush his skull with my <laughs> hands. After you kiss him in the mouth. Yeah. Yeah, because that's, <laughs> that's what I would do. No, I think that poses just an interesting question of like, you know, like this film asks so many questions of what it means to be alive and to have humanity, but also like people are just playing God. You know what I'm saying? Like they're literally creating uh, life in the sense of like, I mean, to me, a robot is like, I mean, I guess, yeah, like not emotive, not, there's no emotion. There's no there's no desire for anything besides just the task that it's given, correct? Sure. Yes. And then these androids are like bucking the system to live more. Okay, so I want to um discuss this in a little bit more depth. Uh I trust you've watched some YouTube videos. So maybe I've a you can answer yeah. maybe you can answer my question. But I've said Android a couple times. Uh, these are not like robots. These are like synthetic, like organic matter. Like dude yep. is growing, growing eyeballs in a lab, uh, and and they uh, Tyrell is talking about, you know, once we start like the gene sequence processing, blah 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 blah. It it sounds like they have to like grow the humans, right? So this isn't. I wouldn't even consider this an android. It's like they're creating humans. Um, now they do have the eyes, uh, so maybe they have like robotic eyes. What is what's what's up with the eyes? Do you know? Oh, you mean like why they glow differently? Yeah, yeah. I don't know actually. That's a that's a good point, because all this <laughs> all this says is, um, okay, it says in some fictional works. The difference between a robot and android is superficial, with androids being made to look like humans, but with robot-like internal mechanics. In right. other stories, authors have used the word android to mean wholly organic yet artificial creations. Okay, okay, I can I can buy that. See, when we, we when we were talking about it, I thought we were talking about like robotics, and I just want to be clear that this is not like robotic whatsoever. Yeah, no. this is like a human. This is the only difference between this and a human is that. Uh, uh, I guess that's the question, right? Like, what is the difference between well, this and a, and a human? The only visible difference, aesthetic difference, is that if you zoom in really, really close on their, like, cells, you can see a serial number. Right, right, right. And that's pretty much it. And then the eye thing, which it's funny that maybe that's just for our benefit as the viewer, because uh, if the eye thing was, like, known in this universe, they wouldn't be doing that fucking test. They would just be yeah. shining flashlights in people's well, eyes, right? <laughs> What's funny is that I guess the other difference is that they're they're emotionally like they're not empathetic, right? You know, like they don't value but, life. They don't. But it, until they start giving them memories, you, you see what I'm saying? So like the Nexus yeah. Six, uh, w- were all of them given memories? Like was Roy? I don't remember. I don't. Chris, I, I can't remember. But there's a part where like I think Leon's after some pictures. Okay. So that made me think that that he had memories. Right. No. Yes. Yeah. But I can't remember if they were officially like given memories. Unless he made them, because it seems like they're near the end of their life cycle. Because, yeah, they are. Uh, I mean, 
we see what happens at the end of the film. Yes. <laughs> Is she playing? Yes, yeah, she, um, she will not uh, settle for anything less but than... What's funny is that um, when you think about it, yeah, they're emotionally immature, but they're also no more than four years old. Right. So the emotionally like unavailable, like non-empathetic things could be like, okay, yeah, they're androids, but also maybe they just haven't developed them yet because they haven't been a long life enough. Well, and that's the whole point, right? Like they're is they that, act like children, you know. Is that uh, they they're they they're not given emotion, um, and they found that they were starting to develop emotion over time. So because of that, they give them a four year yeah. lifespan. They have a fail safe. So it's probably like all the ones that are like three years and nine months that are like, oh, holy shit, and they freak <laughs> I'm out. Sad. You know, yeah, um, um, yeah. So, but but honestly, it raises the question with with Rachel specifically. What is the difference if she's given memories other than the fact that she didn't experience those things directly and she didn't like grow up like she when she was uh, uh, created? She was I would assume created in like a, a, an adult state. What's the difference mm-hmm. between her and a human? You mentioned souls earlier. You want to talk about that? Yeah, that's kind of like the fact that she's artificial, you know, like quote unquote doesn't have a soul, but there's some symbolism later at the end of the movie that implies that maybe they do. Um, I think the craziest thing about Rachel and her experiment is that she doesn't know. Like, it seems like Roy and Pris and all of them, they're aware. Like well, they're, yeah, that's, they're, yeah. they're, tr- they're on a quest because they know we're going to die soon because we're replicants. But Rachel, like, doesn't know that she's not human. And I think that's such a fascinating thing because it's like, I mean, it's almost like the Matrix where it's like, would we want to know? You know what I mean? Like, do you want to know that if if this is all not, it's like, I think Pris says the line, like, I think, therefore I am. And it's a brilliant line for her because... Like, JF is talking about, like, oh, do this thing. And he's like, we're not, like, circus animals. Like, we're alive. We're more than just feats of strength. And she says, I think, therefore I am. And that whole quote comes from this idea where it's like, it, I forget who it was, some philosopher from the past. Descartes. Okay, yeah, where it's like, this crisis of, is this all real? Like, am I really here? Is this all a fabrication? Is this all a dream? Is whatever can be deduced down to, well, the fact that I'm thinking about it is proof enough that I exist. Yeah, it was like the first. So Descartes uh, was uh, asking the metaphysical questions of like, how do we know that we exist? How do we know God exists? You know, things like that. Um, And he said, well, we, if God could be a liar, so we can't just take his word for it. So we need to break it all down and go all the way down to the the base. Where do we start? Well, how do I know that I exist? I think, therefore, I am. And that was like the 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 first uh, like epiphany, right? Yeah. And it's safe to say that these replicants have thoughts, right? And so, yeah, yeah who's who's to argue that they don't? that they aren't alive. A machine 
doesn't care if it's turned off or turned on, right? Right, right. So if they're quote-unquote machines, because I think Descartes even says something like that where he was just like a machine or something like where it's like replicants are like any other machine. They can, like, they're used for a purpose or something, and then when they're not, they need to be Something along those lines, right? I think it's when he meets Rachel. He said, he said, uh, just like she said, uh, what, why, why are replicants dangerous? And she, he said, well, it's just like any other machine. They're either useful or they're dangerous. Yeah. But so he implies them as a machine. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, a machine isn't really fair because my computer's not going to fight for its life when I have to turn it off. You know, right, right, but it's a way of it's a way of viewing the world around them for the humans. Oh, yeah, so, totally. It's like so they're being retired and not executed. A machine or like a tool is anything that humans can use for like a gain. So uh, uh, there's other philosophers that have, you know, written about that way back in the day, but about the world around us and how you know uh, there are those who look at. Uh, I think the famous example was like the Rhine, which is a river in Germany. Mm. And how you look at the Rhine, you're like, oh, this is a beautiful river. But then if you look at the world from this angle of um, machines, you see that as a power source. And you start building fucking uh, uh, mills or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To to harvest the the energy and, 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 and do things, right? So... It's it's yeah they're not tools but but that's how they're being viewed in this in this world right just like most yeah. of the things around them are. What do you think of? Sorry, I'm just gonna skip ahead a little bit because I want to get to the end so we can talk about it before it gets too late. Okay. What do you think of Tyrell's death scene? Of like when when JF because we meet JF, he's like aging faster. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he has all those toys, which are creepy. Um, that was a weird. His his uh, apartment situation was pretty damn weird. Yeah, it's a strange uh, setup. But I let me go back because you mentioned it earlier. But the replicants are kind of working through the system of finding who to go to. So they go to the guy with the eyes. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. Uh, he gives him JF Sebastian. So they go find JF Sebastian. Um, at this point, it's just Pris and Roy, and he's talking to them to them about you know, his job, blah, 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 blah. He can, he sneaks them into Tyrell Corp, mm-hmm. the giant Mayan pyramids. Um, and Roy, I love the line because there's so many, like, there's a lot of symbolism, at least with Roy, as far as, like, religious, God, son, yada, yada, yada. And I love the line when he is talking about what he wants, and he's like, I want more life, and he calls him father. Yeah. Which apparently, I didn't realize this, I saw it on video, maybe it's true, maybe it's not, apparently in the theatrical cut, he says, fucker. (laughs) Apparently he says, I want more life, fucker, excuse my language, and then it was changed in the post, like Uh, in the final cut, to I want more life, father, which I think is such such a big change. Okay. Okay, I thought yeah, like in, it, I, I thought that they recorded "father" and then the studio said, "No, we're gonna change it to fucker," just like they changed. They did the the Harrison Ford voiceover, but okay. Yeah, so in the final cut that like we watched, it says "father," right? Um, 
And it's crazy because, you know, like humanity views God as the creator or whatever you believe, but these beings are literally meeting their, their creator. He's like, you Mm -hmm. made me, you know, like such a wild concept to me. I think it's fascinating. Um, and he point blank says it. He breaks the number one rule for a robot or whatever Android. And he's like, I want life. I want to live, you know? Yeah. And then they go through all those scenarios of how to fix it and they can't. What was interesting to me, uh, I guess, I guess, sorry, let me clear my head for a second. You're fine. I guess Roy didn't know that they were doing the memory stuff because he hadn't met Rachel. But it's interesting to me that, well, even then, like if he was like, can you just take my memories and upload them to a new one without a lifespan? I guess that wouldn't be him anymore, right? Yeah. Would it? I don't know. I mean, I guess let's talk in about, a way. Let's talk about fucking uh, uh, the prestige again. <laughs> Cutter didn't know, man. Cutter knew, dude. Have you seen Have you seen Transcendence? No, I haven't. It's one of those movies where it's like somebody's somebody dies and their consciousness is uploaded, uploaded. To, like to a machine, which I don't even know how that. Like, this sounds crazy, but are you you, you know, or are you just information? Are we just information? Well, I'm saying, like, if your consciousness is put somewhere, is it just your memories or, like, is there consciousness? I guess if your consciousness is uploaded, it's uploaded, but you see what I'm saying? I I guess what I'm saying is, are we anything more than our memories, Um, because like you can have a traumatic, you can have like a traumatic head injury and lose everything. And you're literally back at square one. You have to learn language. And in that process, you might develop a different personality. They've studied this in people who have had like horrible traumatic brain injuries. And it's like, they're not, they're not the same person once they're like, uh, uh, functioning again. Right. So does not, that make not sense? Not like, yeah, not like they're not alive and well, but they're just a different right. person. Right, right. That's right. fascinating. That's really interesting. So, wow. you, you see, you see where I'm going with this, where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, like I like to think I have a soul too, um, but it's not like I, it seems like it's working along with <laughs> our experience, right? It's not just yeah. like. Does that make sense? Yeah, like I think uh, your personality, I think a part of it is is intrinsic. It's just kind of in you. But I think a lot of it is learned. What I just said uh, sort of, here you go, baby, don't treat. What I just said sort of uh, uh, goes against that, though, doesn't it? Where someone who was the same human, and so you'd think if they had intrinsic properties, they would they would remain the same. Uh, uh, learned differently. Is there is there nothing that's similar? You know, like any sort of hair color, <laughs> eye color. Yeah. <laughs> but no sort of like personality. Like as far as like they have oh, the same humor. They have the. They didn't smear shit on themselves before, <laughs> and they also don't smear shit on themselves now. So things like that. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's <laughs> a good Fair point. Enough. That's really interesting. Actually, that's super interesting. Um, 
But I think it ultimately brings up this question, which we can talk about um, in the last kind of confrontation with Roy and his famous monologue mm-hmm. of like, what does it mean really, like, to be alive? Also, this is a super side random tangent. Uh, did you notice, did you catch the, it's not a Guns N' Roses reference, but I think Guns N' Roses references this movie. Did you catch it when, I think it's Leon who says it, where he's about to kill Deckard? Oh, and he says, uh, you're in the jungle, baby. No, that's not it, but close. He says, he says, wake up, time to die. Or something like that. And I heard that and I was like, wait, that's what Axl Rose says before walking in the jungle. (laughs) Anyway. um, Yeah, I think it brings up this question of like what it means to be human at the end. And I think Roy is the one who has more humanity. Yeah. Um, other than the fact that he's literally acting like a wolf. Yes, I I understand that. But I think there's a point when it kind of changes. Mind you, he's just realized that <coughs> this whole quest he went on has been in vain, right? And he's not going to be able to fix it. And Pris, who he I guess he loved, that's who, who he was in love with, um, has been killed. So what? The way he didn't just give her like a like a final kiss, he like pushed her tongue back in her mouth with his tongue. Ugh. <laughs> it was pretty intense. I also this is a random note, but I hate the way people kiss in like movies from the seventies and eighties. I don't know what it is, but they just or and earlier they just didn't know how to do it. It's so unnatural. They just sort of eat to those faces. You ever notice that? They're just like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Harrison Ford... Well, sorry. Deckard ate Rachel's face and then said, eat my face and tell me that you want me. Yep. That was a little... Uh, uh, yes. I was actually thinking... I was watching that and I was like, is this coercion? Is this... Right. <laughs> yeah. He slams her up against... Which I guess she's a replicant, so she could have just ripped him in half if she wanted to. Yes, uh, that's true. But I also, this is an uncomfortable thing to bring up, but circle back to the the notion that emotionally they're all children. Like, they're four years old. Oh, God. I don't like this at all now. Yeah. Well, no, but I'm saying, yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's very strange when you say that. It makes it very uncomfortable. But I'm saying, like, she might not know, she, like, she can't know what's happening right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she just found out, one, that she's not a human. <laughs> and two... What are you saying? <laughs> I'm saying like him just being like, now you say this and then you kiss me. It's odd, it's an odd choice. You know what I'm saying? Like for her to be like, like to say to her, which you might be like, okay, that's what I'm, you see what I'm saying? That makes it worse. Are you trying to make it better or worse? Oh, no, I think it makes it worse. That's what I'm okay, saying. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's all the way bad. It's all the way bad. And then like and I then mean, she lets her then she lets her hair down and, and I'm telling you if you go back and watch it I tried to like take a screenshot but I I rented this through Apple Movies and Apple Movies has this thing where if you try to screenshot it it like makes the screen black <laughs> so you really? can't that's yeah, so yeah, interesting so, so you can't you can't get a screenshot it's it's really weird um, but she looks like Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. That's hilarious. Just in that one scene. 
Um, but yeah, those that was that was a really you know, and like look, she says that she loves him. Um and Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like a organic uh uh I love you, Deckard. He like comes home and he has a gun in his hand and he says, Do you love me? And she's like just woken up and she says, Yeah, yeah. He's like, Do you trust me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just saying. It is it is interesting. But they have a life together to find out in the sequel. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, so Pris is dead, and so Roy might have just been in a fit of just like, who cares? I'm going to die in a few minutes because I can't extend my lifespan. Everyone that I, that, that I care about is dead. Do and you think, dude, sorry, I know I'm interrupting. Do you think he, he had um, like gotten his file and knew the exact moment that he was going to expire? Like, I don't know, actually, but... I, we keep seeing his hand kind of tense up. Yeah. And so he has to know something. He does the uh, stigmata. That that was added. That was not in the original. I, don't, I do not remember that. The nail? Where he puts the, the nail through his hand. Yeah, yeah, Which that's also very much similar to him. He becomes a savior. You know, like that's another. Um, right, right. But yeah, so I think I think at that point, the first half of this last little battle, he is just playing games with Deckard um, and this animalistic like howl and just like he becomes the hunter just in an instant, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about, well, go on. Roy, Roy is an interesting replicant to me. Not that they aren't all interesting. I mean, one spray paints her face and another one, uh, Leon's kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chris, I, I thought that was cool because she tries to blend in with the toys like the toy, yeah. Right, you know, right. and I think it's fascinating to have something that is artificial who's striving to become, who wants to live more than has to blend into something that's more, that's a toy again. But do you, you know think I mean? she was, she was, like, had a genuine want to, like, stay there with, with, uh, uh, what's his face? Because they kill him. Sebastian? No, 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 no. I, I don't think so much. Like, visually, I thought that was interesting that okay. she. Okay. Yeah, I got yeah. you. Yeah. Uh but Roy is interesting because he kills his creator, which makes sense to me, like why did you do this to me sort of thing. But then he kills JF Sebastian, which I didn't quite understand. Like that was uh harder to follow cuz like what did he do other than be nice to them? I guess yeah. he had a had a hand in creating them. Um but then he breaks Deckard's fingers and then shows empathy to him like right at the end. So like you 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 you're led to believe that he's just like vengeful, you know, out to get everybody because yeah. he's gonna die soon, right? And then right at the end, he there's a there's a twist, and so I want to know if you think, well, one, if you have any other thoughts about like the the sequence leading up to that, but if you think he's good or if he's evil or if he's like hu- humans are both, right? Are you squinting at me or are you squinting at no, your computer? I'm I'm reading. Um, which is this is a follow up to what you're saying. I think Roy was desperate, but I think ultimately he ends up being better than Deckard. And like teaching really? Deckard. I think I don't think he was good because yeah, the JF Sebastian, why not kill the eye guy then? You know what I mean? Right. 
Like well, he did they the did they did, did they let him leave? It's live? never really it's never really shown. So they might have killed him. Well, J.F. Sebastian's death isn't shown either, but he doesn't come home, so it's no, no. There's actually there's something. Yeah, there's like a newscast that says the bodies oh, were identified yeah, as right. so like you're it right. is confirmed. Um, but I think yeah, I think in the end, I think Roy demonstrates more humanity than Deckard, and values life more than Deckard. Well, okay, so. Can I play devil's advocate here? Can I of fight course. you for a moment? Yeah, sure. So so Roy kills two people who um, have never really directly harmed anybody. Um, like, haven't killed... I, I guess they, they're doing something awful. They're creating, like, an army of slaves. So maybe they deserve to die. But, but <sighs> Deckard, the only people he kills are those who are, like... A threat, right? So, Leon's about to kill him. Pris is about to kill him. Roy is about to kill him. And the first one, uh, uh, what's her, uh, Zora? She's she also like tries. Well, she tries to run, but before that, she try she, she you know gives him what for, if you will, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, while Deckard is buying into this system on Earth. One, he's not really given a choice because he tries to decline and, and the dude says, like, no, 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 you're going to be a little guy. And he says, mm-hmm. so I don't really have a choice. And he says, no, there's no choice here. So he's not really given a choice. But two, he also shows a great deal of empathy towards Rachel other than the, the previously discussed uh, questionable scene. Um, and seems like he really wants to, like, take care of her moving forward, even though she is a replicant, and he knows that, right? So, yes. how is he, how is he bad? Well, I don't think he's bad. I think what you just described is a character arc. <laughs> right, right. But you said, but you said he's worse than Roy. I think... <sighs> At the end, it still has to end up being Roy who teaches him the final lesson, who demonstrates the final, like, value of life or empathy. And he saves them. Like, at the end, they're kind of the same. Both of their hands are crumpled. They're both severely injured. That's where I was trying to get to, is that they're both the same. It's like, we have a lot in common here, rather than, like, I'm better than you. Yeah, and then Roy is the one who stops for a second. He sees him dang there. He's, you can even see him like look, like a look on his face. He turns his back. He's holding the dove, and you can see it kind of change. And he, <clears throat> then at that point, he's he becomes the savior figure. He's even got the nail in the hand to prove it. But stigmata. Yeah, I know. But uh, I mentioned that earlier, and you said what? <laughs> no, yeah, I. I said it's it's the it's the nail, right? Isn't that where the yeah, stigmata? Yeah. Um, but I just I don't know. I think it's um, I think it's he's a better example. He's the needed. He's the example that Descartes needed to to you know see. I guess, and I love his little his monologue there. I think to me is beautiful. I'm gonna look it up real fast. You can talk. He says, uh, you have no idea what I've seen. I've seen Zimmendorf's fly across the nebula, um, and it's all going to be gone soon, like tears in rain. 
Time to die. And he lets the bird go. <laughs> yeah, he says he uh, attacks ships on fire for sort of right. Um, let me see what this is. Hold on. Uh, I love that. What do you like? What do you think he means by that? I want, I want your interpretation of that monologue. He's saying that he's had experiences just like humans have, but but. Now that he's dying, well, he's realizing his mortality, right? Not that he didn't realize it before, but he's saying, like, this is the end. When I die, these memories are gone forever, and they're just going to fade like tears and rain. They're going to be uh, uh, overshadowed by other people's memories and other people's experiences who are still alive in the world, Earth, <laughs> and space, the final frontier, Right? Um, what do you think, man? No, yeah, I was just reading it, and so I uh, I forgot that so there's. Do you say what you think, or do you say what you read? <laughs> no, <laughs> both. Um, I forgot that there's that one line beforehand where he says, um, like he's holding on, and he says, like, quite an experience to live in fear, isn't it? Yeah, like that's, and, right, and, and that's what it, it means to be a slave. Which um, Leon Leon says that earlier, right before he's about to kill him, and then he gets shot in the head. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think it's. I I love the. The the lost like tears and rain, um, line is so beautiful, but also it's so sad to me, you know, because mm -hmm. it makes us, I guess, think of like as far as life, like. What are we leaving? Like, what are we don't take it with us, you know? Um, well, and and not only that, but even if we do leave uh, a legacy, and you know, we have like a family that remembers us and all that bullshit. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm kidding. Um, eventually, it's going to be drowned out because in the in the span of like generations, the universe, yeah. Uh, like eventually we're going to be forgotten and and uh, I would assume that at some point humans aren't going to exist anymore, right? Yeah, probably. Probably in the next like 30 years. Oh, yikes, that sucks. Because <laughs> um, the nukes are going to drop in a couple years and then it'll take like 28 for the radiation to get the last of us, you know, like everybody, so... Is that a, a reference to the show, The Last of Us? No, I wanted okay. to clarify because I don't think The Last of Us show is about like fungi zombies. that turns people into zombies. Okay. I think it's I, I think it's mushrooms. I think I they're mu it. they're mushroom zombies. Okay, I haven't watched it or played the game. Um, <clears throat> but no, yeah, I um, like it ends on such an existential thing where you know we we have that line, the tears and rain, and then. Gaff is like, you know, it's too bad that she won't live. But then again, who does? You know, like that's such a uh, such a great last. That that's is that the last line of the movie? No, it's not. Yeah, and then goes, it, it gets then he echoed. Goes, oh, you're right. You're right. You're it right, is you're right, the right. the final line of the movie because he finds the little unicorn. Unicorn. What do you think of all the origami? Did you like the man with with, with the erection? <laughs> <laughs> well, that wasn't. That's not origami because that wasn't paper folding. That was just a matchstick. But uh, yeah, it, it was it was cool. 
it was interesting that at the beginning of the movie, that dude does not speak any English whatsoever. Yeah. And then at the end, he does. And he has also had a different voice. Like, his voice sounded different. Yeah. So well, it's interesting that. because, like, there's actually a little hint I, I read somewhere or I saw in a video where it was like, if you watch that scene when he's, like, flying his ship down, there are instructions in English that he's listening to. So it's kind of hinted that he understands it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he doesn't speak it at all until the very, very end. Um, and yeah, then they go on the run. That's the end of the movie. That's the Yay. end of the movie. So you have to ask me, right, Zach? Do your job and stop playing with your daughter. Sorry for spending, sorry for being a good father. I know that only sorry. one of us can be, and so I was trying <laughs> to take up that mantle. Um, <laughs> we can both be sorry. good dads. We can't. You're, a great, you're a great dad, Zach. I know, because one of us are. <laughs> <coughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, baby, come come ask the question with me. Uh, so, Hunter, but is Blade Runner good? Oh, she's so sweet. Yes, it's phenomenal. It is a classic. It is another that I th- that I will nominate for at least my version of the Golden Oldies. Okay. All right, she's getting frisky. I needed to turn around. I gotta ignore that behavior. <laughs> Zach, what do you think? Do you think it's good? Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a classic. It is when I was renting it, it was uh hailed as the number one sci fi ever made. Which that's I mean that's think about the Stout. other sci fi films we've got. Yeah. We've got all the Star Trek films, we've got the Star Wars films, we've got uh fucking Dune. The old Dune. We got a, a bunch of sci-fi films, right? There's more. <laughs> That's it. That's but the entire this, list. <laughs> this one hails itself as numero uno. Do you think this is numero uno? Um, I don't know. I think it's... I think it's... Mm, that's tough. Maybe. Because, look, I love Star Wars. I do love Star Wars. I think I like this better. Than Star... Okay. We can agree that this is better than the fucking Mandalorian or... or no, no, uh, I mean, like, <laughs> I think this this story to me gripped me more than, like, A New Hope. <laughs> this gripped you more than, like, the... Uh, okay. Okay. That's fair. Now, hold on. Maybe not Empire. Empire is, I think, better See? than A New Hope. Empire is... Ooh, that's right. tough. Empire might be number one, but this one... I think this one, oh gosh, I don't know, that's hard. That's really tough. Well, there you have it. That's tough. Um, okay, should we do Every Movie Sucks? Every Movie Sucks. Every Movie Sucks. What song is that? It's uh, from, a, from one of the sitcoms. da 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 <laughs> Which one is it? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, cool. This is uh, the part where we talk about people who hate this movie because somebody hates the movie you love. I've got one. Are you ready? Uh, this is Naji Half Star reviewed uh, about a week ago. Literally, what the fuck is this movie about? Roy, for some reason, starts howling in the end and skipping around the building with no shirt and trousers on 
and that's not even the weirdest, unexplainable part of the movie. I watched this one before watching Blade Runner, Blade Runner 2042, which is not the title of the movie. So I know the backstory, but I feel I probably know less about it now than I would have if I just watched that instead. It's a full house. <laughs> uh, give me a second. I was I was doing some research. I'm going to read another one. No, it's important to do research. I'm going to read another one. Here we go. This one's by... I'm just no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just You kidding. will not. Um... Beanie Trenton says, was there even a plot to this movie? Oh, man. If, if so, I haven't figured it out. Other than the aesthetic of the world and some of the cinematography throughout, I don't get why this film gets any of the love that it does. Also, just wondering if every actor in the film was playing a replicant due to every line of dialogue being delivered with zero emotion whatsoever. That might have been on purpose. What if they're all replicants? What if it's just replicants all the way down? Maybe. Uh, this one's short. This one's Hazma, Hamza, Half Star said, that shit was super ass. Damn. Uh, Isabel says, cool visuals and music, but boring as tar. I don't think there's, <laughs> like, stating the movie, I think they're saying, like, tar, like, black tar. Um, I didn't give a shite about any of the characters. Waste of some great sets. Mm. We can agree that it had some great sets. It does. I'll do one more. This is Kiunkis, half star. Just horrible. I have no idea why this movie is considered a cult classic. I don't think it's considered a cult classic. It does not deserve that title. Actually, they spelled that wrong, so I'm going to read it as they spell it, okay? Forgive tittle. me. It does not deserve that tittle or anything at all. Horrid and horrific. The only thing this movie has going for it is the dystopian world idea. That's it. Well, it has that tittle. <laughs> Are you ready for this one? Yep. I'm more so excited about the... Okay, I'm not going to say their name, actually. I'm not going to say their name. But this person, Half Star, the exciting part was their name, but I'm not going to say it. Just to, just Wait, to clarify. Why? I'm just not going to say it. I don't know. I'm just not going to. I'm not going to say their name. Um, this person says, this movie puts the ass in classic. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> Their name um, is Aaron, BBW uh, enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. Come on, man. Come on, Aaron. Um, all right, there you go. Every movie sucks. Mm-hmm. I only have like two things for news because I've been lazy as hell. Um, so give me like a really quick theme song for my segment because it's very short. News, time for the news. It's short this week. Yay. Uh, we got an actual trailer for Apple's Godzilla show. It's called Monarch Legacy of Monsters. And then apparently Paul Walter Hauser has been offered the lead role in Quentin Tarantino's final film. And some other stuff happened, but I didn't pay any attention to it. How are the Braves doing? <laughs> the Braves are the first team in Major League Baseball to clinch a playoff spot. Go Braves. Go Braves. So that means we'll be playing uh, at least four games. Divisional series is, is best of seven, right? It's not best of five. That's just the wild card's best of five? Yes. Okay. Okay. So we'll be playing at least four games. 
Uh, and if we get swept, then, you know. But the Braves are doing well. <laughs> uh, Ronald Acuna is in the lead for the MVP race. Uh, I don't know if you know, but Mookie Betts injured his foot and oh, hasn't no. played it all. Hasn't played it all this weekend. He's he might be back tomorrow, but it's something to you know that would that would suck if he's out like the rest of the season and that's why Ronnie wins because it's such a tight race. Like it's it, it's literally yeah. like coin flip. I don't care what people say about the advanced statistics. It's coin flip. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Uh, Matt Matt Olson is setting, you know. Well, he, he's like three home runs away from the Braves' all-time record, I think. Yeah, fifty. Fifty, yeah. Um, because he actually just retired Andrew Jones's number, and he's I think Andrew Jones home holds the Braves' record. Yeah, that's right. That's correct. Good Braves. He's hit, he's already hit more than Chipper ever did. Yeah, that's and wild. I love Chipper. So what what does that mean about Matt? I mean, it means Matt's gonna be a Braves legend. That's right. Um, we, I know, I'm kind of hijacking your shindig, go Braves, but the state of Georgia had a very good weekend sports-wise. Uh, the Braves won their series, clinched playoff berth. The Falcons, what? The Braves, they did not win their series, did they? Didn't they yeah, lose they, two? They won two out of three. They won two. Okay, I'm almost positive. And they play two games tomorrow, so go Braves. Go Braves. Uh, the, the Falcons won their first game. You're right, they did. They did. Uh, Georgia, Georgia won this weekend. Georgia Tech won this weekend. And Georgia State won this weekend. Let's go, Georgia. So, yay. And the biggest win, well, maybe not the biggest win, but it's a pretty big win. Alabama lost. Hook them. Hook them, horns. Hook them. You're a Texas fan now? No, I just hate Alabama. The school, the the football team. <laughs> he hates the whole state. The, the state's lovely. You heard what um, he said about y'all. <laughs> uh, anyway, whiskey shots. I'm gonna do my tea because I'm trying to fix my throat. Yeah, I've got my whiskey right here. Cool. Uh, to whiskey, we love you. I saw Jack today. To whiskey. You know, Jack is there. Jack is uh, ten years old now. Ten. 10. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, to to Jack and Whiskey, but to yeah, Whiskey Yeah, that makes sure. sense. That checks yep. out. It's 2023, isn't it? Yep. Bob's up. Ugh. Whiskey. <sighs> Hunter, where can uh, they find us? They can find us. Um, Zach's address is... Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> One two two seven. Uh, Eustis Drive. It's not my address. Uh-huh. Don't know what that is. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at But Is It Good Podcast. You can follow us on X at B I I G Podcast. You can email us at B I I G Podcast at gmail.com or But Is It Good Podcast at gmail.com or But Is It Good at gmail.com. We are wrapping up our uh, creator slash Apocalypse Now slash Blade Runner prequel series next week. We're going to have a special guest, my friend uh, Corey Grispo. He works with me. He's a cinematographer and editor and loves Blade Runner 2049. He's going to be a guest with us. We're going to wrap that up. And then we're going to do 
this episode, we're going to end. We are doing the creator, I promise. That's my fault. Uh, but we're very excited. And uh, yeah, that's it. Please like, subscribe, follow. We'll see you guys next week. And keep an eye out for t-shirts. We're going to be making t-shirts. They'll be available uh, May 2024. Perfect. So keep an eye out. All right, cool. Anything else? That's it. Bye. I just wanted to say the t-shirt thing. Bye. Bye. (laughs) But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah.